Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues. Uh, Welcome to the program, Today's Issues, right here on American Family Radio. Tim Wildman here. Joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And from Kansas City is our good friend, Dr. Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. A lot to talk about, fellas, today, which is always good for a talk show. Um, (laughs) Weather report from Kansas City is what, Ray? It's clear. Upper 30s heading to the low 50s. So no rain, no wind. Maybe a little bike ride this afternoon. Well, today. Today is one of those days the uh, the expression the sunny south comes from. Amen. It's six Ray, 65, oh. 65 oh. sunshine. Oh man. Here oh, in, that's that's gorgeous weather. That, that's the weather report from Tupelo uh, today. Seventy two tomorrow. Oh yeah. Oh yes, seventy two tomorrow, and then and then a nosedive. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Then it goes down again. Yeah, forty five degrees on Saturday. So yeah. Uh, but spring is on the horizon, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. We can see it from our front porch. Yep. Spring, That's so good. Spring will be here before you know it. And uh, um, so we, we are all, aren't we all looking forward to that? If you're not, there's something wrong with you, okay? <laughs> and I don't have time to get into the psychological <laughs> analysis of your problem, but uh, you need to just check with somebody about that who who a therapist or something listen at the bottom of the hour we're going to have a gentleman on who was on a few months ago he is a rabbi from israel and he's visiting the united states the united states and he's with the jewish christian understanding and cooperation organization and uh, uh his name is pesach woliki and uh, I'll let him pronounce it correctly if I, if I didn't. Uh, but anyway, very interesting fella. He is fascinating. He shared with our staff this morning, mm. and so we look forward to talking to him about all things Israel. We're just going to reserve the last half hour for that, and Dr. Alex McFarlane will be with us as well. So that's going to be a good time had by all. Hey, Brent, uh, Brent Creeley is our producer. He runs our board, uh, the Every day here, uh, I wanted you to tell folks, uh, you, I guess YouTube's put us in timeout. Yes, sir. I noticed this morning, I got a notification from YouTube that uh, something that uh, you guys was discussing yesterday, COVID, um, YouTube said that we violated their community standards uh, with COVID misinformation and put us in timeout for a week. Okay. We don't know what we said that was misinformation, but. They give you the whole show to preview, and you're supposed to take something out of that whole show and, <laughs> and figure it and out. Figure it out. Yes. Figure it out. All right. So I can't remember the last time. Has YouTube ever put us in timeout? Or not today's issues that I'm aware of. Okay. The Will and Mickey Addison show. They got uh, they got put in timeout too, right? Yes, sir. So <laughs> you know, it's the it's a big social media. Uh, what do you call them, Fred? Uh, Social media run by the lefties. Yeah, that's just true. I, I mean, that's where we are. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, I got put in timeout last year, and I didn't even mention COVID. 
Uh, I had done one of those change my mind memes that has Steven Crowder on it where he's sitting at the little table and people type funny things and it says change my mind down at the bottom. I kid you not. I wrote thin crust pizza is just a cracker with toppings. Change my mind. And I kid you not. I got in timeout for like two weeks. On YouTube or Facebook or on, both? On Facebook. Oh. It's <laughs> just so ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I appealed it and did not get a response. It was not political at all. It was It was talking about pizza. Yeah. Hey, pretty soon we'll have our own live uh, streaming service available, mm -hmm. so we don't have to depend on these big social media to get yes. get our program out there. So uh, that's that's uh, coming up in the next month or two. We look forward to that. All right, Chris. Uh, so, but by the way, if you want to watch on Facebook, you can do that. Today's issues on Facebook and YouTube. You YouTube viewers. You know, you're wondering what happened. We'll be back hopefully in a week. I don't know if I don't know. Do, Brent, do you do you know? Do they listen to us between now and the time we're put back on and decide whether we need more time and time out? Or I'm not sure how that works. Okay. Um, I haven't gotten. I did like Chris said. I did appeal their decision, but I'm not sure if I'll hear anything back. I think very often it's not a human being. It's an algorithm. Okay. It picks up a word like yeah. ivermectin yeah. or something of that nature. We've said that word a lot. We just lost the CBC. There goes yeah. Facebook. Yeah. There goes Facebook. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we'll, you know, you're right. The political left, they control all the big social media and even GoFundMe. You know, see what they did to the truckers yeah. in Canada. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the... Uh, that those who claim to be tolerant are the most intolerant, yes. ironically, as it turns out. Mm -hmm. All right, you see what happened with Joe Rogan, the uh, podcaster, mm -hmm. you know, what he's going through now with the, uh, you know, COVID misinformation. Yesterday we talked here of the department, and, and this is an, on a more serious note. Uh, it's one thing to have a private company like YouTube uh, ban you, yeah, for a week or whatever but uh in the case of what we discussed yesterday you weren't on with us ray but it was a, it was a memo put out by the united states department of justice fred yes homeland and security homeland security mm -hmm. and they used the same kind of terminology i don't have it here in front of me chris but uh they use the same kind of terminology that youtube is using mm -hmm. to describe that they the, the Threats to our country are based on some, at least, based on quote misinformation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, did y'all see this? You got it in front of you, don't you, Fred? Yep. Can you? Can you? Yeah. Basically, uh, this was a bulletin put out by the Homeland Security on Monday of this week. Uh, the title: Summary of Terrorism Threat to the U.S. Homeland. Key factors contributing to the current heightened threat environment include. This is direct from the memo. Number one, the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. For example, there is widespread online proliferation of false or misleading narratives regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud and COVID-19. This is, this is so important, folks. This could be a memo put out by the communist government in Beijing. That's what it sounds like. Let, I, I want to read, 
the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. <laughs> Homeland Security is, how dare you, that's what they're saying, yeah. how dare you anything the Biden administration puts out. We're going to regard you as a threat to this country yeah. if you disagree with Joe Biden. But, that sounds exactly like what China would say. In fact, Fred, that's exactly what China is doing. How dare you question Beijing and our great president? It's shocking that an American government agency would act that way. Can we put this up on on our Facebook page where we have the stories that we're talking about? Yeah, you know, folks, we're not, we're not making this up. This isn't uh, sensationalism or, you know, this is... Fred's reading straight from the it's it's a it's called the National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin. It's a bulletin, mm-hmm. and that is from the United States Department of Homeland Security. And so, uh, this is the threat to what they're describing is the threat to America in relationship to terrorism. Yes, huh? Is it? I I don't see the connection. Well, well, here, here, here. No, here. I do see the connection. Here, here's what's going on. Here's what's not said in a memo like this. You're right. You guys are right. It sounds like something from a totalitarian state. Mm. What this is saying is conservative people. I'm, I'm just going to conservative people who hold any views other than what the CDC says about um, our questions. The CDC mm. or, or the Biden administration about COVID. That's a threat. Right, who mm-hmm. put out misinformation? I, I don't know what COVID quote misinformation has to do with terrorism. Uh, it doesn't. No. And but so and it's it's uh, also uh, talking about uh, voter fraud. We're talking about Trump voters right there. Mm-hmm. They're talking because President Trump has talked about voter fraud and irregularities. If you talk about that or believe in that, you too. A represent a threat, a terrorist threat to yes. to our. I don't know how else you read this, Fred. Well, and here's the thing: for the first two and a half years of the Trump administration, the Democrats said the Trump administration was illegitimate, Russian collusion. We had the whole investigation because they they claimed that Trump won the election with the help of the Russians, and we went through that. Right. Two and a half year investigation. Now they're saying, but if you question uh, anything about the Biden election victory, if you question anything about that, we're going to put you on, you know, our terrorist watch list. Yeah. Listen to this. Uh, I didn't mean to get stuck on this, for, but but uh, my goodness, this is a bullet point from this memo we're talking about here. You go, is it, Okay. We put this up on our Facebook page on today's issues so you can read it for yourself. Uh, they one of their bullet points says. Meanwhile, uh, I've never heard. Meanwhile, that's not like something from a novel. <laughs> meanwhile, in a in a Department of Justice <laughs> memo. Meanwhile, in Gotham City, <laughs> Batman. Anyway, meanwhile, I'm gonna read directly. COVID nineteen mitigation measures, particularly COVID nineteen vaccine and mask mandates, have been used by domestic violent extremists to justify violence since 2020 and could continue to inspire these extremists to target government, health care, and academic institutions. 
that they associated with those measures. Can any any you guys think of an act of terrorism that has been committed uh, as a result of a COVID nineteen vaccine and mask mandate questioning? No, I'm no. trying to think. No. no, but I do remember uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning down portions of Minneapolis. It's funny that's not mentioned. There's nothing in here about that. This is just this is this is what makes you people. Um, skeptical of the federal government. Sure. It kind of feeds into their, right? Their narrative when they put things like this down here. Um, Well, look, we've said before, and we'll say it again. If, if, if somehow the last two years has increased your confidence in the government, then you have been sleeping for the last two years, because I don't blame anybody for being skeptical or doubting. Then the government says something like compares, COVID skepticism, which frankly I think is highly justified to be skeptical of some of the things we're being told, to connect that to terrorism with zero evidence, zero evidence of such a thing happening anywhere, not just in America, but around the world. Uh, This is an anti-democratic totalitarian impulse. It's hard to believe this comes out from our government. Well, also, as I mentioned yesterday, what this does is they're trying to – the, the the U.S. Department of Homeland Security here is trying to back up Biden's claim that um, what they call white nationalism or white supremacy groups uh, are the are the main threat to America with respect to terrorism. Remember, he's been saying this. Mm-hmm. Biden has all along. It's it's a complete uh, straw man. Or it's a boogeyman argument. It, that's not true. <clears throat> now, white supremacy uh, as an ideology does exist out there, but it's not accepted anywhere and near the mainstream of American society, even in the conservative movement. So I, I don't know. I, I just think it's it's a it's a ploy. It's a way to try to scare people mm-hmm. to vote Democrat basically is what it is. Hey, vote for us and we'll protect you from those KKK mm-hmm. guys who are coming for you. Yeah. That's that's basically this 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 kind of a memo feeds into that stereotype. A that great narrative. example of that is 10 years ago when then Vice President Joe Biden was talking to um, a black caucus group or maybe an NAACP meeting in Virginia and he was talking about the Romney Ryan campaign saying they're going to put you back in chains. Yeah, they just it just, uh, I'm not saying that the that kind of thing, the KKK, neo-Nazi, skinhead type thing isn't, as I've said before, you have 330 million people in the United States, you're going to have sure. some, you're going to have some, Ray, you're going to have some. You're going to have some people, people who are like out that. there on the fringe, right? Yeah. They're there. We understand that. Yeah. But they're by, they're not the mainstream. No. They're not within 50 miles of the mainstream. They're not the main threat to the United States of America. You know no. what? <clears throat> I have not seen a story from NPR or yeah. CBS or NBC or about CNN that. expressing concern about this. If this was a memo that came out from the Trump Homeland Security team saying we regard anybody who charges that Russians help the administration win the election, 
we regard them as a terrorist threat to this nation. That's a good point. Can you imagine if the mainstream, that, yeah, the mainstream that, media, what they would do with yes, that? Yes, that, that's akin to what's going on. Yes. Right here. Now, the gentleman who's in charge of the Homeland Security is a Mayorkas. Mayorkas. Isn't that his name? Yes. He's the ball-headed fella mm-hmm. who uh, doesn't know how to stop uh, mass illegal immigration. Yep. Or doesn't choose to. Yeah, he. Right. Yeah, he, good point, Chris. And he's he was the one the other day that met with the border agents, and the, some of the border agents turned their backs on him. Yes, they did. Because uh, we all know what's going on here. It's open borders. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right. So anyway, you're listening to today's issues. Go ahead, Chris. In Thanks. lighter news, yes. Uh, a number of Democrats have kind of uh, come around on the issue of masking and other mandates that they themselves put in place to try to flatten the curve and protect people from COVID and all that other stuff. Um, there was a big segment on this just a moment ago on Fox News. Newsmax has covered this as well. A lot of people are saying the reason Democrats are coming around is not because of new data or science, rather political science that would show Democrats need to do something to up their poll numbers and increase their chances of getting reelected this November. And I've got a little bit of sound here from medical doctor and Senator Roger Marshall, a Republican from Kansas. He was on Washington Watch with Tony Perkins saying politics is a big reason why Democrats are changing course on mandates. Clip four. The science has never showed that masks help prevent the disease for children, but we do know it has some bad psychosocial ramifications. Uh, What we really have here uh, is a situation 97% of Americans now have some level of immunity to COVID. Between vaccinations and having had the virus, 97% of Americans have have some level of immunity. It truly is time to move on. And this is what I'm hearing at the town halls. Yeah. Ray, are you hearing that as well in Kansas? Well, yes. Look, people are just sick and tired of the mandates, the lockdowns, the, 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 the confusing messaging that's coming out of the CDC and Washington and the politicians. I think, Chris, people have just had it. They have just had it. And by the way, I don't doubt that the, the bigger story is uh, a lot of this is changing because the White House is reading their internal polling, mm-hmm. and they know that at least, again, we've got a long way to go, but in, <clears throat> as of February, the Democrats are are facing a shellacking in November, and they've decided to get rid of this pandemic as fast as possible. Yeah, I think that's one reason why uh, the president has tried to make uh, his upcoming Supreme Court nomination a big thing um, and and deliver on a campaign promise uh, that he was going to nominate a black female to the Supreme Court and make the first black female to the Supreme Court. Um, I I think he was kind of banking on that, generating a lot of news coverage. But even as we talked about on this program last week, you had the ABC News poll, which found a majority of Americans were like, we'd prefer anybody be, you know, everybody be considered, uh, considered, not just a particular person. Of any color, ethnicity, So even that's not resonating with his base. Yeah. 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 But, you know, uh, the Supreme Court nominee is not what the American people are talking about today. No. What they're talking about today... U.S. inflation rate hits 40-year high as of this morning. That what they're talking about is, hey, I went to the gas pumps yesterday. Right. And instead of paying like I was $28 to fill my car a year ago, I'm not paying 40 That's what people are talking about. Yeah. And you can lay all of this at the feet of Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, yeah. And now he's... The gas prices, the gasoline prices at the pump are going up because he's at war with the uh, uh, 
fossil fuel yes industry he's, right. tr he's trying to cut up he's trying to kill if you will the um, you know that the oil industry because in the name of saving the planet from global warming that's that's what uh, our climate change climate change you know we've mentioned before that's a catch-all. So if anything happens, it's climate change. You, sure. don't, have, you don't have to prove it. Like and you, if you don't want to combat it, you're a racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. so, but, but that's that's his fault. Uh, you know, if he considers it a fault, I don't know. Gasoline prices going up because, you know, you shut down the Keystone uh, pipeline and, and uh, deny leases and, and a lot of other factors here that uh, contribute to the gas going up, but you're right, Fred, the kitchen table, financial issues, economic issues, they're, they usually rise to the top in terms of considerations on who to vote for. You know, I, when you go shopping these days, it's very interesting to watch how people are reacting. I went to a big box grocery store the other day and people are walking by and looking at beef prices, you know, a couple of steaks in a package. We're talking $40 for beef. And, they they just you can go out to eat for that. They they just keep on walking. Huh? We're not going to pay forty bucks for two steaks. Right, right, right. So what's going on here? And the Biden administration—it's really interesting. This inflation number came out this morning. They're blaming oh, it's it's supply chain, uh, it's supply chain stuff. The reason there's a supply chain problem is you gave so many people money to stay home and not work. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of people are not. That still lingers out there. That still it? lingers yeah. out there. So yeah. don't stop. Stop blaming everybody else for the problems that you created, President Biden. Yeah, that's the problem. So repeat. Where did you get this information? Where is this from? Is that's being widely reported now? Or oh yes, this, U, this U.S. Is, U.S. inflation rate. What forty year? It's high? now. A, it's now yeah. at a forty year high. We're talking Jimmy Carter days. Seven point five percent. Inflation right now. You saw what happened to Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Jimmy Carter's presidential. <laughs> presidential. Uh, Think you know. 79. Yeah. yeah. Senator Mike Braun, a Republican from Indiana, was on Fox and Friends today. Uh, we don't have time for the clip, but he talked about how, you know, when you match uh, higher prices and Biden's approval ratings, these are things that Braun thinks Republicans should campaign on while paying attention to what independents want. So this will be something people are going to take with them uh, into primary season and then also uh, into the voting booth in November, unless something else happens between now and then, as it always does. You know, we've talked before, you know, the economy is not always uh, the president's fault, no. or is it always the president's credit? But just like playing quarterback, uh, you know, you're going to get the blame and the credit regardless, and, and, and I think everybody knows that. But in the case of Biden, you can point to several factors that have led to the economic, the inflation levels that we are experiencing right now. So he's, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, some, you know, the presidents can't always control the, well, they don't control the stock market or world markets or the price of oil necessarily. But if your, if your policies directly impact the price of oil, a barrel of oil, for example, or gas production and then that impacts the pump mm -hmm. that's your fault yes right okay mm -hmm. now whether enough americans care about that to punish biden and the democrats in the fall that remains to be seen a lot can happen between now 
And then if people usually, but, but, you know, if you consider why people vote one way or another, usually, uh, the pocketbook is right at the top. Yes, sir. Mm. So it's the economy. Remember that? James Carville. Yes. We shall return momentarily with more of today's issues on American family radio. Uh, we have a visitor from Israel who's uh, in Tupelo with us to visit today, and we're going to talk to him. He is a uh, Jewish rabbi, and he's uh, with Jewish Christian Understanding and Cooperation. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. What we believe about the Bible is based on what we believe about its source. The God Who Speaks, the award-winning documentary from the American Family Association, is now available in a special limited edition DVD set. This release includes a Sunday school curriculum and two hours of additional footage. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to get your copy today. Thegodwhospeaks.org. If you like trips where you have to plan everything, then uh, maybe our tour is not for you. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman with American Family Association and American Family Radio. Of course, I'm talking about our spiritual heritage tours of Washington, D.C., Mount Vernon, and then a separate trip to Williamsburg, Virginia. But we take these spiritual heritage tours twice a year, once in June and once in September. And guess what? We take care of everything. All you have to do is, as they say, show up. Uh, Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, who is a historian, will be joining us for both tours, and uh, he will comment and tell you everything you need to know about the places, the times, the events that we will experience on these tours of Washington, D.C. and Williamsburg. For all the information, just go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com for everything. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has broken with the majority of the Republican Party, slamming the RNC for censuring Congresswoman Liz Cheney and Congressman Adam Kinzinger. McConnell also broke with the GOP over what happened at the Capitol on January 6. He said it was a violent insurrection. Last year, he placed the blame for the riot on President Trump, calling his behavior disgraceful, a dereliction of duty. He said the former president is practically and morally responsible for what happened on that day. Now, the truth is, we still don't know what really happened on January 6th. We have the media's account. We have the narrative formed by Nancy Pelosi's kangaroo court. But we don't have the truth yet. And McConnell's statements are only adding gasoline to what could become a dumpster fire for the GOP. Republicans need to have an old-fashioned come-to-Jesus meeting. They can either fight with each other or they can fight with the Democrats. But it's time to set aside the bickering. We've got a country to save. I'm Todd Stearns. 
This is a Decency Minute. I'm Bill Johnson. Sometimes these days it can seem as if the more you know what's happening, the less you understand what's going on. What a blessing it is to have the sure foundation of God's Word to take a stand on. In a world of confusion and chaos, we have the truth. Our society is built on the faulty foundations of human reason, and it's crumbling. We are finding out that all of our technology, all of our redefinitions of things such as marriage, sex, and gender, and all of our democracy, we are no match for the Word of God. As it says in Romans 11, in Christ, all things are from Him, through Him, and to Him. Rest assured, He is working through these tumultuous times to glorify His name and bring rest to His people. What a privilege to be His instruments. This is a Decency Minute. I'm Bill Johnson. Lord, please let me make it. Please, Lord. Come on, come on. American Family Association or American Family Radio. I missed the show again. Can't find the time to catch the live shows? No worries. Wait, what? You can listen and download all your favorite shows for free. For free? That's right, for free. Just visit the podcast page on AFR.net. Lord. AFR.net. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. 1 Peter 3, 14 through 16. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Uh, just to reiterate, as we said at the top of the program, YouTube has put our show in timeout for a week because something we said that violated their Brent, what was it we violated? We violated their community standards yes, regarding COVID somewhere along the way yesterday, yes. and they sent us a when you when you ask somebody like YouTube or Facebook what we did wrong, you get that generic answer, right? It's a generic answer, and then they post the whole show for us yesterday, so an hour and 15 minutes worth of programming that I have to go back in and pull a specific something out that they said we violated. But they won't tell you what it is. But they won't is. tell me what it is or a time frame of where it is that we violated that. It's really bizarre. So here – you violated our community standards, so we're shutting you down for a week. And we say, well, what it, what was it we did? Here, you figure it out. Yes. I mean, it's really weird. <laughs> and who, 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 who does business like that? Right. Huh? You can't. Usually, you know, anybody else would say, well, you did this, and that'd be fine. Just tell us what we did. Because we can't control your spigot anyway, so you can say whatever you want. And there's nothing we can do about it. So, But just tell us, and we'll decide whether we want to change something or not but we we haven't we have it uh we've violated violating the community standards of the big social media 
uh, is saying anything that's uh, contrary to what the CDC says on COVID-19, basically. Correct. Uh, you, you say the I word. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know <laughs> what I'm talking about here, listeners? The I word. You say the I word. Uh, you can't say that. You're banned. You say uh, mask don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to avoid an algorithm. Uh, I already did. But by saying mask don't, I've already, right? Uh, yes. Triggered the algorithm. So it's just, you know, it's, it's it's like living in a totalitarian state with these people. They they, they don't want to have a, a, an open and honest conversation. I was telling Allison yesterday uh, when I was doing yard work with her and for her uh, yesterday afternoon, which I have blisters to, to show for it. But uh, anyway, we were outside, and I said, you know, we were talking about this, and I said, you know, the, Facebook and YouTube and, and others, and, you know, for, they, they want to police uh, false information, right? That's what they say. Uh, and I said, you know what? I, you can go on right now and type in on Google and type in Bigfoot. You know what you're going to get? You're going to get about 50 websites from people who say they saw Bigfoot or the Bigfoot Society or whatever like that. Okay. That's false information. Mm-hmm. All right. Am I right? Sure. Well, maybe some of you believe uh, that. Unless they actually saw Bigfoot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Duly noted, Ray. I'm just going, if you want to go through your list of, of things that are false information that I can point out to you, you need to ban the Bigfoot pages and say this is misleading and false information. No. It's only on on uh, whatever the left wingers are championing today and their viewpoint. And you contrary, you have anything contrary or questioning their viewpoint, then you are giving false information or misleading information. That's the way it works. So anyway, we're in timeout for a week from, from you to rant over <laughs> joining us from, um, North Carolina is Dr. Alex McFarland. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing good, fellas. Good to be with you. You ever been uh, put in timeout? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, not Listen. your parents, but I'm talking about. Oh, I've. Uh, you can tweet John three sixteen, and and it'll get knocked down sometimes. So the, you you know, censorship has always been one of the tools of dictators, and voices of dissent are not allowed. Mm-hmm. And you know, I tell young people, um, the social media platforms, you know, why why would you support? viewpoint discrimination because that's not a part of a free society no you know if people uh other than other than uh, child pornography or something illegal that encourages violence against people those are a couple things other than that the uh, discussion should be free and open even yes. even if it's whacked out <laughs> okay mm-hmm. that's what a country and people can figure out whether it's whacked out or not. That's part of a free and open society is people are able to uh, generate conversation and study and research and a lot of things that that today you may say, well, that goes against the science. Well, guess what? Six months from now you may come back and say, and this has been over and over and over with this COVID. Mm-hmm. You may come back and say, well, you know, six months ago we just said that was against the science, but today guess what? It It's a science, you know. Yep. So – that is no. I said ran over, but uh, there I go again. <laughs> All right, so I tell you what we're going to do in the next twenty minutes, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about Israel and what's happening there, and it's 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 going to be a free and open discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay, I invited Alex on because Alex is uh, 
you know, host of Exploring the Word each afternoon here on AFR, and he loves Israel. We all love Israel and the Amen. Jewish people, and we're going to talk about that today. So Alex is on from NC. Uh, Fred and I are here in Mississippi. We dismiss Chris. Uh, Chris can go do whatever he's going to do for the next 20 minutes because uh, we don't need him for this discussion, although Chris is a valued part of our team, right? Absolutely. And then Ray is in uh, Kansas City, but Ray... Uh, also has traveled to Israel many times, and uh, it falls into the same category I just described on Alex. So now our guest is uh, from Israel, and all right, brother, I got your name phonetically right here. I'm gonna. Am I getting too close for social distancing? <laughs> no, we're, we're good. We're good. Are you good with this? We're good. Because I'm like one foot from you. We're good. Okay, Pesach Woliki. Perfect. All right, <laughs> then high five. All right, Do you high five in Israel. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Now you are uh, uh, a, uh, a a rabbi. Do you you're you look to me about fifty? Fifty two. Fifty two. Can I guess ago, your weight? Yeah. Do you go, go for it. About, okay. <laughs> about one hundred and seventy. No, no, a little higher. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Anyway, brother, tell us about you and your your work there. Well, thank and you. For those who didn't listen last time you were here. Okay, so uh, again, my name is Rabbi Pesach Wilicki. I'm the executive director of the Center for Jewish Christian Understanding and Cooperation. People want to find that. There's a website, cjcuc.com. Wait a minute. Give the but, website again. Okay. Make sure you don't say ivermectin in there. It'll be banned. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. You just, well, that's uh, well, it. You just, just blew the whole it. show. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> uh, okay, that's, that's, so the, the website ahead. is cjcuc.com. The Center for Jewish Christian Understanding and Cooperation. It's based in Jerusalem. And is that where you live? No, I live in Beit Shemesh, which is about a 25-minute drive, half an hour drive outside of Jerusalem. Which way? Which way? If you drive out of Jerusalem towards Tel Aviv, okay, and you get out of the out of the you know Jerusalem's in the mountains, it's yeah, in the, up in the hills, and you get down to the foothills where everything kind of uh, uh, flattens out, and then you there's an exit off the highway. And you go about uh, about ten kilometers. What's that in miles? About seven miles. About seven miles yeah. south uh, to the town of Beit Shemesh. Biblically speaking, Beit Shemesh is the area where, like, where Samson lived. You know, uh, the Book of Judges refers to Samson as living between Sorah and Eshtaol, and those two places are like right near. Beit Shemesh, the Sorake River, where he met Delilah and got into all kinds of trouble. Mm. Uh, so I drive over that when I when I'm leaving <laughs> that town. That is amazing. And the Ela Valley. So you're dri Dave you're driving through biblical history. Oh, every for sure. Day. <laughs> yeah. The Ela Valley, where David killed Goliath, is about a ten minute drive from my house. Wow. That's all right, I'm Alex. You got the first question for our brother here. Well, well. First of all, thanks for being on. It's an honor to be speaking with you and. Uh, you know, uh, Tim said in the introduction that um, we Christians, we support Israel. We, we really do. And I, I, I know you know this, I'm sure, but I, I speak for millions of American evangelicals when we, we say that we do stand with Israel. And uh, we, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and it's an honor to speak with you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, hey, let me ask you this. And um, I, I travel and speak, and I'm at a lot of American universities. And you know, we're living in a time when people talk about equality and uh, the end of racism. It seems to me that 
the the racism that seems to get a pass from the left is anti-Semitism, and I've spoken out against that, uh, and uh, we've um, at our annual convention called NRB National Religious Broadcasters we very often have like a breakfast for Israel and there'll be different speakers to you know talk about the solidarity between Christians and uh, conservatives and uh, Jews. Why do you think, if indeed you agree that anti-Semitism seems to get a pass from the left, why do you think that is? Why do I think that is? I'd have to get into the head of the left, but what what I believe is happening now is that it, it's not just that it gets a pass from the left. I think right now we're seeing a rise in anti-Semitism on the left, and it's cloaked. It's cloaked in in anti-Israelism. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I think at its core, it is a denial of Jewish identity. Let me explain what I mean by that. If, you know, the left can't accept that we are who we are. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I was invited to speak at a church in Wyoming, a Presbyterian church. There was a, a, a and this is like a PCUSA church. And okay. the pastor had been to Israel and had met me, and I and I had done a Bible study with this tour group. And the pastor invited me to Wyoming uh, to get together with a few other Presbyterian pastors and and speak to their churches. But because they're in the PCUSA, they had to request permission from their presbyter to allow me to speak. Hmm. And the PCUSA, if you don't know, is quite anti-Israel. They support the BDS movement, boycott, divestment, and sanction Israel. Well, and they're pretty anti-Israel. Hey, and, and let me just say, forgive me for interrupting, but um, my family was in a Presbyterian church literally for generations. My dad was a, an elder, a representative to Presbytery. He eventually resigned because the PCUSA is wrong on everything. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, well, that's my point. Yeah. So let me yes, tell you what and, happened. And so I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, well, this is, well, I learned something in this story. Here's what happened. So they sent the request to their presbyter to have me come speak, this Orthodox rabbi from Israel. And the presbyter reluctantly gave them permission. He sent them, in, in the email he sent them, which I guess he didn't think that they would show me the email. Maybe someone's getting in trouble when they hear this on the radio today, but so be it. His opening line of the email was, let me be clear, I don't see any connection between the Jewish people today and the Jews of the Bible. Oh my goodness. Okay, but, but, but think about this. This is a very, it, it was a strange thing to say, and I said to myself, wow, why is he saying that? Why is he saying that? And then I thought about it, and I said, wait a second, he has to say that. Because if he doesn't say that, if he, if he accepts the fact that the Jewish people today are the descendants, as a corporate entity. I don't want to get into the whole genetics thing. We've been in exile for thousands of years, and there was a lot of mixing. So, you know, people get into the whole ethnicity thing. You can convert to Judaism and join the Jewish people. That's a separate issue. But we are one continuous people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. If he accepts that we're the same people, then he has to accept the fact that the Jewish people have en masse returned to the land of Israel after a long exile being scattered to the four corners of the earth and to quote Deuteronomy 30, have become more numerous and more prosperous than our ancestors. And everything that flows from that, from accepting that fact, that reality, is that biblical prophecy is coming true. Mm -hmm. 
And therefore, he has to deny the only way out of it for someone who, who ostensibly believes in the Bible, he's a presbyter in a church, is to say that we aren't the same Jews of the Bible. But what, he, what this presbyter doesn't realize is that he's creating a historical problem that he can't solve, which is that the Jewish people today, we know exactly who we are and where we were all these centuries. There are records of questions asked to rabbis and their answers or commentaries or community records of Jewish communities that are continuous from today all the way back to Second Temple times. Amen. So what, I'm not, I'm not an extension of the Jews of the Bible. How about the Jews of the 1800s? How about the Jews of the 1600s? How about the Jews of the Middle Ages? Where does the Amen. lie begin, according to this guy? Yeah, so he, well said. So he, he has to deny it. So I think, but when you get to the secular left, it's really uh, just a larger version of the same thing. They cannot accept the possibility that biblical prophecy is being fulfilled. Yes. And the greatest example of biblical prophecy fulfilled in the world today is the ingathering of the Jewish people to the land of Israel after a long exile with something unprecedented in world history. No one, tons Indeed. of nations went into exile and lost their identities over the, over, over, from, you know, that's why all these ancient nations you read about in the Bible and ancient books don't exist anymore. No one today calls themselves a, a Chaldean or a, or, a, or, or a Philistine or whatever, all those, all those nations, an Ammonite or a Moabite, because in the mm -hmm. ancient world, nations would get, would get conquered, they'd get scattered, and they'd lose their identities. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, that it was foretold 3,300 years ago by Moses that the, the people of Israel would get scattered to the ends of the earth, be a tiny nation for, for many generations, and then come back yeah. is a remarkable fulfillment of prophecy. Amen. And they can't accept that. So they must be anti-Israel and anti-Semitic, because if they're not, they have to accept the reality of God's word. In studio with us today is Rabbi Pesach Woliki. He is the executive director for, this, for the Center for Jewish Christian Understanding and Cooperation. He lives in Israel and is uh, traveling the U.S. Uh, I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson, Ray Pritchard, and Alex McFarland. Ray, you get the next question, and then Fred. Uh, Rabbi, first of all, I wish you'd say something about the center that you are leading because the idea of Christian Jewish understanding is so important in our day, for the very reasons you just mentioned. And as a sub off that, would you say something? I'm curious to know about the people of Israel. And I know that the Jewish community in Israel is diverse itself. But when, when the Jews in Israel think about the evangelical community here in the U.S., um, what is the opinion of the Jews of Israel about not Christianity in general, but the evangelical community? Other than dollars, I'm happy. I'm happy you said that, Tim. That's a good point. That was supposed to be a joke, but it fell <laughs> no, flat. But, no, but it's it's. Listen, it's it's a it, huh? it's an important okay. issue to raise. Yeah. So, first of all, a, a word about the center. The Center for Jewish Christian Understanding and Cooperation was founded uh, 13 years ago by Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, the chief rabbi of Efrat, who who leads a uh, besides being the chief rabbi of a city in Israel, he also Led. I mean, he's retired now. He's an elderly man. Uh, it, it is a uh, it's a network of Jewish educational and humanitarian organizations, and he believed very strongly in building this relationship between Jews and Christians and starting to starting to come together um, in a, in a way that has nothing to do with dollars. Okay, just to quote Tim, because there's a there's 
certainly a lot of fundraising that goes on, Jewish organizations raising funds from the Christian world, um, and, uh, and that's, a big, that's a big industry, and we specifically did not want to do that. We wanted to create the relationship for the purpose of the relationship. Look, you know, when the temple is rebuilt, Isaiah referred to it as a house of prayer for all nations. And who's going to come there to worship the God of Israel? You know, who's going to fulfill the prophecy in Zechariah about multitudes among the nations coming to seek the Lord, the God of Israel in Jerusalem? Well, that's going to be people who believe in the God of Israel, and that's Christians and Jews who are going to be coming together and worshiping side by side or shoulder to shoulder, as Zephaniah says. That's, so what our center is all about is connecting theologically, connecting biblically. So I, in my travels around the States, I go to churches and Christian seminaries, and I do Bible studies or lectures about Judaism, but I also speak to the Jewish community, sensitizing them to what's going on in the Christian world. Most Jews don't know much about Christianity. You know, for most Jews, you're all medieval Catholics. You know, you're all the stereotypes we see in movies. <laughs> or, and, and Jews have a very deep historical, and this is going to get to your question about, about how Jews in Israel view, view the evangelical world. Most Jews just, just think that Christians are the ones who persecuted us for centuries, and now they just want to convert us. That's how Jews view, you know, they view nefarious motives uh, behind everything. And, and there's some justification for that historically. It's just the way Jews think uh, about Christians. And part of our work is sensitizing the Jewish community that it's not exactly like that. Of course, you know, look, you have strong beliefs. I have strong beliefs. And certainly Christians, there's plenty of Christians praying for my soul who want me, you know, who, who, are, who would love for Jews to accept Jesus. But that's not where the love for Israel comes from. That's not where the support for the state of Israel comes from. So what we try to do is educate Jews, and I speak a lot in the Jewish community, and I write for, for Israeli media uh, to sensitize Jews to, to where the Christian world is and to understand some of the distinctions between different Christian groups. Uh, most Jews in Israel are very grateful to the evangelical community for the political support that we get because it's very clear that American support for Israel, the, the basis of that sorry Jewish community is not the Jews in America. Uh, the Jews in, frankly, most Jews in America are sadly moving away from support for Israel because mm. the vast majority of Jews in America are aligned with the progressive left. Uh, and uh, well, they identify as atheists too. A lot they identify of them. as atheists. Going, look, how, you know, how can you be an atheist Jew? You talk about an oxymoron. Exactly. Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I can, you know, can I digress on that point yeah, a bit? Yeah, go I ahead. And then Fred, I didn't promise Fred a question over oh, okay, here. Okay, so. fine. So, you know, so should we just get to... You no, know, if you could hold your answer to two minutes. Okay, I'll hold my answer to two minutes. Let me just yeah. say, there's an elephant in the room in the relationship between Jews and Christians. Like, you talk about how much, you know, the Christians love Israel and, and we support Israel and, and right. we love the Jewish people. But at the same time, there, you know, there's a lot of Christians who, who while while they theologically believe that and, you know... You know, and bless Israel and bless the Jewish people and the chosen people of God. They also then look, you know, they, you know, they turn around and they see, and you know, they, and they see Tony Blinken and Janet Yellen and Merrick Garland and Mayorkas and and uh, George Soros and and Mark Zuckerberg and Randy Weingarten and Chuck Schumer. I can go on. <laughs> These are all Jews. Let's be frank about it. I mean, it, it, this is a problem. What's a problem? What's a problem? The problem is that these are the same people who are who are in terms of our values and our culture, are are the enemy that we're battling. Yeah. And and, and so oh, I got you. Okay. You know, so Christians yeah. will be like, I love the Jewish people, I love the state of Israel, right. but why are all the people trying to ruin my life? Right. Gotcha. You know, Jews. 
So I just want to share a quick. That's a huge question. It's a huge question. So I just want to share a quick statistic for you. I'll tell you what we're okay, going to do. Okay, let's come back no, and discuss no, yeah, this. This, this is a big issue. Let me tell you what we're going to do here. I'm going to make an executive decision here. We're going to come back because uh, we're coming up on a break in three minutes. We're going to come back. You got to go. Do you got to leave? When do you have to leave? Tupelo. When do I leave Tupelo? Tonight. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're good. You I'm good. You can stay with us next half hour. Absolutely. Okay, then we'll we'll just continue this conversation because there's a lot more we want to talk about. Yes. And uh, we'll be joined by Steve Jordahl. So I just wanted to let folks know we'll hold the rabbi over and continue because there's a lot more to talk about here uh, as we but I, I, and I didn't want to rush you with with your answer. I'm We're, sorry, I've got to pull away, but Rabbi Willicky, God bless you, and I hope we can speak again. That's, Absolutely, that's Alex. thank you. Yes, that's Alex. All right, Alex. Thank see you. Alex. Take care. Hey, thanks, guys. Okay, so we're gonna come back. Give give your give your website again for people who want to. Cjcuc.com. I also have a podcast called Shoulder to Shoulder that I do with a pastor uh, mm. out in Ohio, Pastor Doug Reed, and we discuss all kinds of issues: politics, theology, Bible. How, how do I get that? You can get it on any podcast platform. It's called Shoulder to Shoulder. And we deal with all kinds of issues that matter to people of faith. We bring on guests, okay. um, and uh, that's a great way to really engage in this in this uh, in these conversations. Brad, you got any thoughts as we close this well, half hour? I'll tell you what. We'll use it as a tease because uh, I know it's going to take a while to answer this. The mainstream media in this country, I read what whenever there's a story involving Israel, how they misrepresent what's going on between Israel and the Palestinian people. That's going to take some time to answer, but I, I'd like to address that because the mainstream media, for instance, it's always West Bank is occupied. They use that term. A lot of people don't understand that, uh, and it's a misrepresentation. Uh, the West Bank is part of Israel and what happened there, but also the real danger of Iran to Israel. I think that's ramping up, and I think Iran has been given a license uh, to nuclearize themselves and that has become a real threat to, to Israel. I'd like to talk about that when we come back. Absolutely. All yeah. right. And so you live how far from where uh, David and Go David slew Goliath? Oh, about ten minute drive. You know that for a fact. <laughs> I drive by Not it all the, the time. Not the ten minutes that the place where this happened. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd love to take you there and yeah. show you how we know. All right. <laughs> you know, you read the scripture, you see the places, you can point to them. It's right there. We'll Amen. be back in five minutes with more with the rabbi and uh, stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.